Lord, everyone. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Man, it's such a privilege to be able to lift your hands and be able to praise him. Begin to feel his presence, isn't it? Amen. It's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Tonight is a night where you just let yourself go. Don't hold anything back. Just say, God, here I am. You know what, what I need. Amen. And uh, somebody here tonight, you've been trying to weigh this out. You've been trying to weigh out how you're going to come back to God. Well, you just tell God you're sorry. You tell him that I'm repenting and get down and repent a little bit. Get all that junk behind you and let God fill you back with the Holy Ghost. And don't worry about how you're going to do it. Just let it happen. Praise God. Amen. If you got a Bible, ask you to turn to the book of Acts chapter 24. Verse 24. Acts 24, 24. Amen. Praise God. The Bible says, After certain days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Sweet God, we thank you tonight for what you're about to do here in these next few minutes. God, we know that you're here to do a mighty work tonight. And we know that you're going to move and minister. We know this word will hit the mark, God, for it's your word. It's not going to return void, God. We know that. And we praise you and thank you and glorify you. Put your Bibles down. Let's praise him all together one more time. Praise you, precious Jesus. Amen. You could be seated tonight. I uh, would like to preach a few minutes tonight. Convenience. Waiting for ideal conditions is really rarely option. Is really rarely a option. If you've been waiting for everything to get right before you make a step to God, you're fooling yourself tonight. There'll never be a good ideal time. There's always going to be a reason not to commit to God. I said there's always going to be a reason not to commit to him. There's always going to be a reason not to come to the altar in this service. Come on, somebody. There's always going to be a reason tonight. This is not the best night to crucify my flesh and surrender my will over to God. That's the lie of the enemy. The enemy will tell you tomorrow is a better option. Uh, next week is a better day. Uh, next year will be a better time. Uh, it's always after and after and after. Uh, but the simple fact is each day has this fresh supply of excuses. Did you hear me? I said every day has its fresh supply of excuses each season of life has its own brand new delay each chapter of your story has some reason you had better better not preserve God today just postpone the decision 
Well, friend, today's not a day to postpone what God's ready to do in your life. He's ready to make you complete. He's ready to make you whole. He's ready for you to come home. Come on, you've been out there too long. He said, tonight is your night. You've waited long enough. Said you waited long enough. It's not an option any longer. The Lord won't, come on now. The Lord wants you to know this is the day that he made. Come on, this is the day that he made for you. For this is the day of salvation. Uh, This is your service. Uh, He said, I designed this service for you. All waiting is going to do is just lead you to more failure. Oh, Paul had been arrested by the Jews and then rescued by the hands of the Romans. And it had not been for their intervention. Oh, Paul would probably have been tried and already convicted under the Jewish legal system. And the Roman authorities have delivered him to the governor named Felix. And he holds him for five days until his accusers can be gathered. And then they want to hear the case against old Paul. And Paul presents his defense and says, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers. And at the end of old Paul's defense, so Phoenix society needs to hear from the Roman chief who actually captured him or brought him into custody. And so they break him down, friend of mine, they give him care to a man. And during this time, though Felix and his wife, Drusella, they call Paul. Said, Paul, begin to explain to us about your faith. And he reason in righteous and temperance and the judgment to come. There is a judgment that's going to come. There is a day that this thing is going to be over with. There is a day, friend of mine, that you're going to need your name written down in the Lamb's book of life. There's a day coming that you're going to need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's coming a day, friend of mine, that he's coming back. And he's going to look down and he's going to be looking for some blood that's been covered his people. And if he can't see that blood over you, it's just going to be like the day that he began to bring Israel out of uh, Egypt when they put the blood over the post and above the door and all that. Friend of mine, the death angel come down through there and everywhere there was blood, everything was all right. But where there was no blood, friend of mine, the firstborn died. And when he looks down, when he comes back for the bride, his church, he's going to be looking for his blood. And he's going to be looking for that garment. That garment is the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's your safety. Oh, come on now. These people are moved. Bible says they trembled. Imagine that. I'd like for you to know there's a difference between being moved and moving. Felix was moved to the point he trembled, but he made no move towards God. In spite of his emotions, there was no response of his will. You need to will your will over to God tonight and say, God, I've been doing it way too long. I've been out there way too long. Come on, you've been trying to weigh this out. Tonight's your night. 
You know you're ready. I know you're ready. Come on, you know that tonight is your night and you're ready. Come on, in spite of uh, his emotions, there's no response in the wheel. Uh, nothing really changed him. Nothing compelled him to do anything different. Nothing, friend of mine, about his experience affected him when Paul was returned to his cell. Think about that for a minute. Once this service is over with, and this message is a memory, if you don't make a move to God, you could chalk this service up as just coming to another church service. This could be the most memorable night. I said this could be the most memorable night of your life if you'll respond. Come on to the will of God tonight. I said if you'll respond to God, this could be the most memorable night for you for the rest of your life. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Praise God. God's not trying to be rude or cruel to you tonight. He's just trying to tell you how much he loves you. He just wants you to be safe. Praise God. He just wants you back in the safety of his bosom. Friend of mine, he just wants you to be filled back with his spirit. Come on, friend. Oh, I've seen so people, so many people moved. I've seen them tremble. I've seen the hot tears run down their cheeks. But when the emotion of the moment was done, there had never been no change in their life. What was it that kept Felix from making a change in his life? Why did he at that moment just drop down and repent? Why was there no immediate response to the tug in the spirit? Come on, I feel a tug in the spirit tonight. You're going to have to respond to God. Why not fall from his throne and say, Paul, I need to meet this Jesus that you're talking about. I can't answer that, but I know this. Somewhere in old Felix tortured reason, there was a thought that whatever was holding him back uh, possibly wouldn't be there in the future. But old friend, uh, God's going to keep on pulling and God's going to keep on tugging. Uh, For even a while, his hands were shaken and his tear-rimmed eyes. Even when conviction created a moment for an eternal shift, he spoke some of the saddest words that I found in the scripture. Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I'll call for thee. I've had all that I need today, Paul. I, Paul, I don't need to change. I just want to feel a little something, Paul. Go on, go ahead, Paul. I don't need any more than what I got right now. Come on, I'm really good for today, but you're really not. Uh, I'm trying to pacify uh, my conscience for right now. Uh, I think I can ignore God's calling voice uh, for a few more days, uh, but God's calling tonight. Uh, he said, don't put off tonight, but you can do. Uh, come on, right now. This is your salvation. This is your night. Come on, he said, when things are different, I'll call for you uh, in a convenient season. Uh, I plan to give my life to Christ, not right now. 
God's taking every one of your excuses away from you tonight. He's telling you, I love you more than you could ever be loved. I loved you. I never stopped loving you. I never turned my back on you. I never quit loving you. He said, I never quit loving you. I never turned my back on you. Stop saying now's the wrong time. It's not easy. Preacher, you don't understand. I'm going through some stuff. Not right now. I've got some issues. Well, let God work that stuff out. Let God work those issues out. Quit trying to sort things out on your own. And let God do it. Quit saying today's not a good time. Tonight's not the right season. You're not too preoccupied. You're not too busy. You're not too distracted. You're not too tired. You know in your heart tonight. You know in your heart tonight. I know in your heart tonight. God knows in your heart tonight that you need this altar moment. You've run long enough. Come on, you're tired. Come on, I said you're tired. You can't fill that void. There's no way that you could fill that with anything. Come on. Come on, reach out for a minute, church. Come on. Hey. Come on, you tried to fill that void with so many things, and for a while it's worked for you. I said it's worked for you, but then you find yourself right back at the same place that you was at again. Only God can give you what you're looking for. You've run out of options. There is no more options. God's your only option tonight. Uh, you need this altar moment. Uh, I'm compelled to ask you today, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? It's never going to be a convenient season. Things are never going to be an ideal time. They never come. When God filled me with the Holy Ghost, I got up to go that direction and, and I come this direction. It wasn't an ideal time for me, Elder. But I found myself in the altar and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. But I got up to go out the other direction. But something just shifted in me and said, and found me down in the altar. And he was saying, you know what? They're in a convenient season for you, boy. Tonight is your night. You might as well just go ahead and yield and go ahead and give everything over to me. And, and I'm asking you tonight, what are you waiting on? Every day has its own distractions. Every day has its own excuses. Uh, every day has its own reason. Uh, not let me, this, oh my God, not let this be the day that I give everything to God. Every day has its own evil. I said every day has its own evil. If you allow it one day, it'll blur into another, to another, to another, to another. And a week goes by, and now it's July, and now it's another month. And then, friend, that you are now, you're at the end of your life. One altar call blurs into another missed altar call. And then it blurs into a pattern 
of missed altar calls and then it blurs into a life of missed altar calls. And all through the process comes the echo of a man named Felix. Not right now. Not right now. If I just had a convenient season, preacher, well, you're not going to find a church that's going to love you more than this church. I said, you're not going to find a church that's going to love you more than this church tonight. You're not going to find a people that will rally with you more than these people right here will rally with you. Come on. Hello, come on. Praise God. You're not going to find another group, friend of mine, that they'll stand beside you. They'll pray with you. They'll go through the battle with you. They'll Come on now. They'll go through the trying times with you. Hello. They love you like you are. Praise God. They're not trying to make you no different than who you are. God's just trying to refill you with the baptism of the Holy God. Praise God. You wait until all of life is conducive to repent. You'll go with unrepented sin in your life. If you delay until your environment is right, you will never take the step that you need to take to get your soul right with God. I sincerely believe that that moment, Felix intended to respond to what he felt that day. But somehow, friend of mine, but the delaying tactics of the enemy allowed another hunger to well up in him. And he hoped also that money should have been given him a paw that he might loose him, wherefore he sent for him after and communed with him. Seeking a bribe. In other words, he wanted something besides what God was offering him. You see, in short order, he learned how to handle every visit with Paul. No more trembling, no more tears, and no more conviction. Just an attitude of what can I get out of this? Does it take long for the delaying until you get good at handling church? Altar calls don't bother you much anymore. Preaching doesn't move you like it moved you. The Spirit of God doesn't convict us the way it used to convict us. No, we just get comfortable with what we used to be, what used to alarm us. We can handle church of any stripe, shouting, shouting, weeping. We know how to fit in. Well, we know how to fit in. And soon we come only for what we can get from what we come in. We come with that long list to God. Instead of just saying, God, I'm surrendering my life over to you. I can't live without you. I need you in my life. Come on. What will you give him today? I said, what can you give him today what experience are you going to have tonight with Jesus and while all the while the voice of God saying this is the day I would like not so much to work for you but work on you and through you how long has it been since you give yourself a real altar moment a real altar moment I'm not talking about just going through the motions but I'm talking about staying until something happens. Stay until God changes something about you. 
Come on, how long has it been since you had a real altar moment with God and said, you know what, God? I feel something shift in my spirit tonight. I feel something happen tonight, God. Come on, don't let it be like that tonight. Praise God. I said, don't let it be like that tonight. Praise the Lord. Not just going down to the altar, just going through the motions, uh, but have a real moment. Uh, how long has it been, friend of mine, uh, since the conviction gripped your heart uh, and you knew that God uh, was talking to you? How long has it been since you realized that the word of God was speaking directly to you at that moment? And all your excuses and all your delays and all your not and right nows melted your heart. Tonight is such a moment. Well, I'm preaching to you tonight. I'm preaching that somebody knows deep down inside that this church has become a habit instead of a lifeline. Come on, I'm preaching when it becomes convenient for me. Come on, it's never going to be convenient for you. Today is salvation. Today is the accepted time. Time is such a limited commodity, isn't it? It is. Because the Bible says he give us today. He didn't promise us tomorrow. But we always use that. I'll see you tomorrow. I mean, it's just one of those things that's kind of human nature. But uh, none of us have a tomorrow really depend on. We got right now. You got this moment right now. You have right now this moment. Right now. Tomorrows were created by the expectations that we so casually enjoy. I'll never forget being in a revival and... and uh. I'd been fasting a pretty good bit for this revival. And I got down that night before I was to go to the church and start revival. And uh, Elder, I'll never forget, there was a boy about 17. And man, as soon as I got down to pray, I seen this kid. And just about all night long, I had to pray. And I was praying for this boy. And I didn't even know this kid. I was just praying. And I was in such a, under such a burden for him. And when I walked in that church that morning, the first person I seen was that kid. His eyes and my eyes met, and I thought, I've been praying for you just about all night, buddy. I'll never forget what he kept saying to me in that service. He wasn't actually talking to me, but I could hear what his spirit was saying to me. And I was preaching to him. This is what he told me. He said, well, preacher, you're like all the other preachers that's come in here. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to give you your very best shot. You take your very best shot at me. And as I began to preach to that guy, a weeping spirit come over me and I began to weep and cry and I began to beg him. I was literally begging him, please, 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 young man, don't leave this service without you coming to this altar and getting right with God. Don't leave out of this house without getting right. Please don't leave without God doing something for you. You know, the next time I seen that young man's when they wheeled him in front of the pulpit in a casket. He never made it back to church that night. He never made it back. He was thinking, well, tomorrow will be a better day. It'll be more convenient for me. He never made it. And I begged him that day. I'm not begging you tonight, but I'm asking you tonight that you need to come and get yourself ready for God. We're all, we're just, we're out of time. If you read your Bible, the Bible is pretty much already fulfilled. 
There is very little of the Bible that's not been fulfilled. And we're out of time. We're totally out of time. If you're going to do something, now is the time. If you're going to make a move, even though this is the 12th hour, guess what? You're still in. You're still safe. I said you're still safe. Come on, we turn today's into self-indulgence and self-pity and self-interest. And the excuse that's repeated throughout the party is a convenient season. I'll change. But the voice of the scripture comes crashing into the party. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts into wisdom. Whereas you know not what shall be on tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor. It appeared for a little time and then it's vanished away. Praise God. Come on. I can't tell you how many more church services God will allow you. I have no idea. I can't tell you how many more altar services that God's going to allow you to ignore or respond. But I can tell you that the one whose name is true and faithful, who's never lied, whose words are forever settled in heaven, when he closes this book in his final words, behold, I come quickly. It'll be too late. There are people, there are actually people out there telling people that you can repent on your deathbed and everything will be all right. I don't believe that. I believe that, friend, we need to stay repented up. I believe that we need to stay full of the Holy Ghost because he said he's coming like a thief in the night. You don't know the hour that he's coming. In other words, you better be ready at all times. Don't let him catch you off guard. Did you know the sounding of the trumpet is forever going to seal this deal? You know that, that old series left behind, that old damnable heresy, that's a lie of the pit of hell. There is no more chances. We got one shot at this. And when this is over with, it's over with. When the trumpet, when the trumpet sounds, it's done. It's done. They present this old doctrine if from hell, if you miss the rapture, you got another chance. That's a lie. There is no more chances. Your convenient season's never going to come. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Come on and get ready to close. It's never going to happen. There's a weight in my spirit today that says repent today. Consecrate today. Build an altar today. Die out today. Time is rushing towards a conclusion of all things. And suddenly, everything comes into focus. There's no waiting for another season. For the seasons are nearly completely gone. Your chances are just about over. No matter what you've been waiting on doesn't merit another delay. If you're looking for a convenient season, it's not here tonight. Praise the Lord. Let's begin to pray. Come on. Ma'am, God has spoke directly to you tonight. 
Tonight is your night. Ma'am, God spoke directly to you tonight. Come on. It's just a few steps of Calvary tonight. Come on. Come on, get up out of your seat. Come on down here tonight. Let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. It's time to pray back through. It's time to give your life over to God. Come on, you've been trying to weigh out how you're going to do this. Tonight's your night. You're just a few steps away. Come on. God wants to make you whole and complete tonight. Not only is God going to fill you with the Holy Ghost, but there's some things that God's going to do in your body too when he fills you with the Holy Ghost. There's some healing that you need in your body, and God's going to do some healing for you too when you come down here and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, won't we all just get up and come around these altars tonight? Let's all come down here. Let's all get up and come down here. Come on. Come on. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. It's all right, ma'am. Come on. It's okay. God's supposed to do something real special for you tonight. Amen. Jesus in the name of Jesus come on just a few steps that's right come on just a few steps come on don't let the old enemy lie to you tonight come on he's waiting on you
let's lift our hands and love the Lord, everybody. Let's thank God for what he has done tonight. Praise God. Oh, come on, let's thank God. Let's thank God. Let's thank God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done tonight. Thankful for the touch of the Spirit. Amen. So good. So good to see wisdom back. Just glad to have him. Been missing him. Been missing Yolanda. So good to see her. And I'm glad that she.